get into Lego, you just think, okay, I'm gonna buy this set, I'm gonna buy this set, but there was this whole new world to me that I was like, okay, this is all new, getting all these specific pieces that you want. So I kind of have it set up in a way that it actually is inviting for my wife to join in. I know this is this is another conversation altogether, but the whole idea of a, a man cave, oh, <laughs> that's really great. I also, I would just feel horrible knowing that I have the entire basement. There, there's almost an unhealthy relationship of building and not setting aside time to actually do other things that important, like eating. <laughs> Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Brick. In this week's episode, we're going to have another designer interview with Christian and his Christian creations, where we dive into his monochrome style. Uh, well, I won't jump ahead. Just stick around and you'll get to hear it. Also, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for coming and listening to the podcast. And if you are a long-time listener, make sure to subscribe and uh, leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us you know, get our numbers out there and show other people that like, hey, the Back to Brick podcast might be something I want to listen to. So we'll dive into our bricking news, which we don't have many stories this week. We did have a cool collaboration that we've known for about, uh, huh, maybe four years now that Lego has been working with Ikea to design some furniture specifically in Lego style. So we have three things that were posted by promo bricks earlier this week with a small box a middle box and a combo box now these boxes look like your standard plastic boxes that you could get from ikea but they have a lego style to them where on the front you it looks like you can put your own little minifigure it's got a section cut into the box so you can place a figure and then on top it's just a studded top so you can build on top of it and have it secured it's kind of cool because it's a collaboration with a storage company, which Lego always has other people going, trying to figure out how they're going to store their bricks or have their kids play and store with them instead of just throwing them in a bin. This gives them a place to store it as well as build on it. IKEA is always really good at their multifunctional devices. Some other cool news, if you're into the video game scene for Lego, you know that the Lego Star Wars video game has always been pretty popular, and they're coming out with their Skywalker Saga, so it'll be complete all nine episodes. It's been talked up a lot. It's going to be on all the gaming platforms, and you can actually go on Amazon now and buy it for 17% savings of $10, so get it for $50 instead of $60. And actually, on some of the European sites, on Warner Brothers, you can actually get a free keychain. So if you live in the UK or uh, any of those countries in Europe, you can pre-order and get that as well. As Lego continues to fight and provide products for us through COVID-19. We've seen a lot of products go out of stock or will be back in stock soon. And that is slowly getting better as production gets increased. We've seen Barracuda Bay has come back. A bunch of the Star Wars sets have come back. So if you're still waiting, like a lot of us are, it's going to take some time, but your Lego sets you can buy are still out there and they'll slowly be replenished. Lego did reveal some official images of the upcoming wave for Monkey Kid. There's the Sandy Speedboat, which is 394 pieces, 
There's a Monkey Kid Cloud Roadster, which is 659 pieces. The Flaming Foundry, 1,427 pieces. And well, so far, that's it. And they're pretty cool. It's very unique style, very corny and cartoonish, which is pretty neat because you have to come up with some cool styles and designs to have those. And uh, I, I definitely will post uh, a link to some of those pictures in our description. And then finally, Lego for their ideas gift with purchase contest. They have selected the sailing ship adventure and it has a sailboat with a captain and his wife, a couple dolphins and a little island. I think it's going to be a nice gift with purchase set. We'll see how much you have to spend and I'm going to guess around $100 before you can get a set like this. Well, that's all for our breaking news this week and on to our interview with Christian's Creations. Today, we're going to be speaking with our Lego designer, Christian's Creations, that's on Instagram. We'll be talking to him about a bunch of his mechs and some of his other great designs. And we're going to introduce Christian here. Welcome to the podcast, first and foremost. If you'd love to introduce yourself to the listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you like to build. Hey everyone, my name is Christian Lintan. I'm the builder behind Christian's Creations. I'm from Lacombe, Alberta, Canada. And really the biggest thing for me that I'm primarily known for and that I'm really into is building in monochromatic schemes, building in white. That's kind of my thing and that's what I enjoy doing with Lego. Great. I've got a lot of questions on that, but first, if you were a minifigure, what would it look like and what kind of tools would you be holding? Well, I actually don't have my own minifigure. If I had to be one, maybe a mix between a food item or a camera that I'd be holding and maybe wearing a suit. The other one, I, I think it's quite recent that it came out, is the, the new hoodie piece from the Hidden Side series. I saw that and I thought that was really cool. I, I just like that because as of lately, I've been, when you're in the, in the parent life, the dad life, you're kind of lazy into how you dress. I used to dress up more in university and now I'm just kind of lazy. So wearing the hoodie and the hat is kind of my thing. And I thought that's a pretty cool piece. I think that would be a good representation of how I am right now. Yeah, I think a lot of us are in that, that fashion sense, I guess. Sweatpants or gym shorts and just hanging out at home as much as we are. Yeah, just, just comfy wear. Yeah, exactly. And I think hopefully that'll roll off into the office space. We'll see when we all eventually go back that like, hey, maybe a suit every day isn't required. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that would probably be what I'd go for. Yeah, food item, camera, maybe suit or that hoodie piece. I think those would probably be the best representations of me in a minifigure. It's funny you bring up the hoodie figure because I was thinking about the Lego movie um, when Wild Style has a hoodie. I think that was the first time that they created that design or at least started the hoodie uh, for Lego. Okay, okay. I, I might have missed that then. Yeah, but I know the hidden side, that's their big push for that, which I think is really cool. Let's dive into your, your models here. First and foremost, monochromatic. What's the story behind it? Oh, wow. Okay, so you want me to go far back into actually back into lego or just my reason for building monochromatic because i can go both ways let's start with the reason for monochromatic and then we'll dive into your history a little bit okay so um when i got back into it 
I was kind of more messing around with the architecture series, and I really, really um, was into the architecture studio set. At that time, I actually couldn't get my hands on a set yet because for whatever reason, they I think it's something with the language for producing, but there's a reason why we can't get that set in Canada. So I had to get a friend from the States to send that over to me. So I was kind of waiting in that time frame. But I had just kind of random white pieces that I accumulated. I had a, a gift coming from a friend. He bought me some white pieces and I just kind of had some pieces from pick a brick wall in the store. I don't know. There's really not a huge deep reason why I do monochromatic I think it was just more like hey let me try building this in all white and see what that looks like and so I, I built one city structure and then I built another and then I was like oh this is kind of cool let me play around with a few ideas and I think the one that really really pushed it was my um my ghost white x-wing that I did a while back and that was kind of like hey this is this is a lot of fun I just really enjoy this aesthetic and this look so let me try and just keep going building in white as much as possible. And that's pretty much how it started, at least from what I can remember. So did you design that from your own build design or did you take the existing designs you've seen Lego do and just kind of remanufacture it into that white? Oh, I know from afar, I've had people comment or say, oh, it looks like it's just kind of a piece replacement of actual sets. It's probably a mix of everything. The X-Wing, when Star Wars first came out, was the very first set I got out of that series. So I had that implanted in my mind and then just seeing other mocks online of X-Wing, just because it's a very popular Star Wars vehicle to kind of mess with. So there was lots of different pooling ideas together. And yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, whatever I can get my hands on, whatever I'm comfortable with. The scale was probably kind of uh, a question mark for me. I didn't know if I wanted to do minifigure scale or try and go big and do UCS kind of in the middle. It kind of just came about on what was available to me at the time. Yeah, and I would say for me looking at it, it, it does. it is very much a blend. It's your own mock, but you've based it some with some style to it, which is nice because it's not just, oh, I, I, I took Legos and I reproduced it in just white. You you took the design and created it your own way while still paying homage to the original designing, which is cool. And the the thing with with that one in particular was I know I might be butchering the name. There's a very popular design within the Lego community. I think it's the Mike Yaki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. That one was very prominent in, in different design factors, but the way the S foils worked, I couldn't get it done as it was seen online and so i think that was kind of like okay i'm just going to base it off of how they actually did the the first set it's all white i don't think anyone can tell but i think if i were to do that in again um, again in the future i might try and actually do it where if i actually lift one wing like the whole thing opens up i don't know we'll see there's so many ideas that i have i want to try and tackle. I think that's everyone's challenge everyone i've been every guest i've had on the podcast says the exact same thing we have so many ideas that we can't keep up, and then we get lost in our own ideas at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll backtrack now. And as you said, you moved into the monochromatic styling after you got back into Lego. So let's talk about that. How did you come back and start building with Lego again? Um, so what was the year? It was, it was around 2000, 2015, 2016. So right now, I actually... 
Um, as I mentioned in our earlier conversation, I work in a marketing department at a local university where I live. And there was a convention that we were going to. And it's a very large convention, roughly, I think, 50 to 70,000 attendees, education. And my boss had this idea for our booth to get everyone's attention. Let's create our university campus to Lego. And so this was kind of like, oh, wow, this is going to be a challenge, right? And actually, at first, I said to him, I think we should hire a designer. And I actually got in contact with one to do that. And then he was kind of thinking, you know, maybe we should just do it ourselves. I think it would say a lot more if we could tell people that we built this. So we did that. And there was a lot of things because I was not working with Lego, playing with Lego for the last, oh, at that point in time, for the last 10, 12 years, I think. There was a lot of things that were new to me. So the idea of going online, ordering through BrickLink, I've never heard of BrickLink at this point, buying Lego online, right? A lot of the times when you get into Lego, you just think, okay, I'm going to buy this set. I'm going to buy this set. But there was this whole new world to me that I was like, okay, this is all new, getting all these specific pieces that you want. So that kind of sparked it again for me. It was a lot of fun building that um, campus for our, our work. And so that pushed me into getting back into it. Yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. And as you said, you you kind of started with the architecture sets. You really enjoyed that the styling and the white build to it. But if you if anyone looks on your Instagram, you're going to see that you started with architecture, but you started to move into some other builds, especially like mechanical suits or I guess there's a specific name for them. If you could talk more intelligently on it, what got you into this style? Oh, wow. You know what? It's it's funny when, because I, I have people ask me, oh, so why do you build this? And sometimes I can't even pinpoint it. If you look at something and you think, that's really cool. Let me try it myself. And building mech suits um, out of Lego. I don't know. I, I think anything robot, mech suit, space, especially with Lego, that's a very popular theme. And because that was a very prominent theme in my childhood, it wasn't hard for me to gravitate towards that now. I saw a lot of builders online who were building exsuits and I thought, okay, those are pretty cool. Let me try it myself. So it's kind of a mix of just getting inspired by other builders and then just enjoying that sort of theme from my childhood. I know growing up, I would be into things like, you know, Power Rangers, so you had like the Megazords, Transformers, and Beast Wars, right? So playing with different Transformers, Optimus Prime, that sort of thing. Although I don't have an actual model myself, the Gundam universe is a very big influence into that. So yeah, me building Mecha is, I guess, part of the reason why it's really, really fun for me is with the shapes that you get with Lego now, you can get some really good designs and really good aesthetics with mech suits. Much to the point that you can't even tell it's Lego from afar if you're that into it, right? And for me, that's kind of my my biggest goal is if I'm going to build a mech suit, I want to build it in a way that makes people think, oh, that's not Lego. And then when they look at it, they're like, holy crap, that is Lego. What the heck, right? Because there's a certain DNA about Lego. If you were to see it from afar, if you see the studs, people will think, okay, that's Lego. And it's already there's already an appeal to it, right? Because Lego is so universal with kids and adults. But then when you see uh, a build and it doesn't even have to be anything mecha related anytime you look at something and you think oh that's a cool toy then you look closely and it's like what that's out of lego and it just really intrigues you right so that is a big thing for me you know i think that explains it exactly because when you look at 
your designs, they don't look like Lego. They look almost like, as some of your designs have shown, the uh, like um, model kits or the plastic kits that you can piece them together. Uh, that it's big in Japan, uh, big in that kind of market, especially, like you said, the Gundam-style mech suits. And I think of Zoids because I was a huge nerd for Zoids when I was younger. And uh, it's it's funny because most people don't know what I'm talking about. And then you bring up like, oh, they had like a robot snail or whatever. That, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or the animals. But the designs, they're, they're just so clean. How How is your process for like, I guess, just take one, for example, that you've built. How long does it take you to come up with the concept design and full build for something like that? It, it varies. So the big thing with me building my mech suits, and this goes for all of the things that I try and build, um, and especially because I, I do it in a monochromatic fashion, mm-hmm. I do a lot of research into what actually exists in white. So going into BrickLink or BrickSet, I always look and see, okay, what actually exists here? So before I even really buy anything, I always check out, okay, does this ever exist? I know this piece existed in black, for example, or this piece existed in yellow. Can I find it in white? So I just try and look that up. Checking out new pieces. This is a, a big thing for me. Um, anytime a new set comes out, and if I can get the model number for it, I always check it up right away because I just want to see what pieces Legos produced this year, right? And it doesn't even have to be white. If I think it will be something that works for building, especially mecha builds, I check it out right away. So for me, it, there's a lot of research that goes into it before I try and build anything. And then I guess, I don't know how to, how to best describe it, Re- kind of building certain portions of what I think would be in the build. And I guess prototyping it, maybe that's the best way to put it, is doing a prototype of the build, whether it's just the leg, chest, the head, the weapon that I think would be suitable for that. I always play around and sometimes I'll have a design kind of sitting in my bin for maybe three months four months and then it's like oh i have an aha moment that's what i can do with that so i guess really just a lot of research and time goes into it when i'm really focused on a build it's hard to say like i think if you have all the pieces in front of you and i think this goes for a lot of builders if you have all the pieces in front of you it's they're just going to build there there's almost an unhealthy relationship of building and not setting aside time to actually do other things that are important like eating <laughs> or <laughs> exercising right i think that's a big thing with a lot of um afols is you just when you build you you can go hours um but a lot of the time is just waiting on pieces right when you do an order so it's hard to say how long the time takes for a build to be completed you're completely physical there's no digital designer you just you've started with your base the skills that you've built up and then you purchase the bricks to start the design from what you have in your collection Right. Yeah. I, I've tried doing LDD, but it's just, oh man, I respect yeah. anyone who does it. And I've seen some <laughs> really amazing things come out of that. But for me, especially when it comes to X suits and you, and you want it to be a display piece, a big thing is stability, right? I find it more rewarding when I created something really huge, you know, that I, it can actually hold up be a display piece and you can actually take it to lego convention right and you can actually show it off anytime you have something that's like really amazing but it's really really fragile that's when it's like oh man do i want to bring this anywhere do i want to show it off you know that sort of thing so i I think that's kind of why i'm grounded in just being having the physical pieces in front of me 
personally, I'm a digital designer more so because I don't have the space for the parts. I mean, I have a lot. They're just in bins everywhere. Like I, I couldn't do, I don't know if I couldn't, but it would take me longer, I think, to do what you do with the physical and the actuation style. I just built a small mech for a commission and it was a challenge, even though it was just for like a minifigure scale, because I'm just not used to that. Did you learn to build a skeleton just by trying out things or did you find another way to learn that skill? That trial and error is probably the best way to describe it for me. It's funny you mentioned um, not having enough space to anything. That is probably one of the biggest problems with how I work with Lego. There's actually a lot of a lot of my builds that I just didn't have the heart to take apart. And generally speaking, whenever I build something, I try not to destroy it unless it was kind of like a quick build or it's like, oh, this is cool. It's just for myself, but whatever. I, I can rip it apart. I take pictures of it. If I want to build it later, I can. But a lot of the builds that I have completed, I've actually put away in bins because I just I, I don't have enough space to have it displayed in my basement. And only certain ones are actually out right now. But it is definitely an issue. And one huge advantage of doing it digitally is that you're just storing files. That's it, right? But when you actually have to display it somewhere, then you start running out of actual space in your basement or wherever you build Lego in your home, right? Exactly. I mean, I still run out of storage space on my computer. Don't worry. It's it's a problem. There are multiple hard drives just to figure out, not just for this, but just in life. But like you have... I, I haven't built my studio yet, but I've seen on your Instagram, you have a really nice studio. Did did you enjoy building that? Ha, have you expanded recently, especially with just continually adding new bricks? No, I, I'd i like to, but it's one of those things where, and I guess this kind of comes into play of me being a new dad. I don't know if I'll have the the time and the money now to actually build with Lego full time or a lot of the time as much as I, I did before. It's just kind of one of those things now where I'm going to have to like plan it out and actually plan out what projects I want to take on. And it will it will take a little bit longer than previously to actually get it completed. So in terms of the studio, it's probably going to stay as is. Um, and I try and have it set up in a way that it actually is inviting for my wife to join in. I know this is this is another conversation altogether, but the whole idea of a, a man cave <laughs> Oh, that's really great. I also, I would just feel horrible knowing that I have the entire basement myself and having my wife feel like she can't even like be part of it. So while a lot of it is centered on Lego, there are areas where it's like, okay, no, this is literally just storage. So here I can hold um, your puzzles for you. So she'll, she loves doing puzzles. And we also, I'm trying to have it set up in a way where I can actually do professional photos, so like headshots. So it's kind of a mix of Lego, hobby, potential freelance work, and storage. You kind of have to balance it out. That is completely understandable. It's extremely hard. Some people have that space where they can just take a whole basement and do what they want with it. But then if you were seeing my space now, which uh, eventually it will be, I have a tiny table in the back corner of our living room area because my wife has her desk set up for her work at home because of COVID-19. We have our living room area. We've got boxes of Legos still and our pets. It's uh, You work with what space you have. And just looking at yours is the same thing. You've organized it well so that you can use the parts you have, but in a manageable space, which is nice. Maybe after the 
interview, I can actually even show you what it looks like. And then you get a, a better understanding of how it looks. Because like, even now, I'm still trying to adjust some things. And it's kind of like, okay, how much space do I need for growing these pieces or, or these pieces or having this much desk space, right? So it's, mm. it's a work in progress. Yeah. And that's, it, it is, it always is. You might stop with Lego being a new dad for a while, but if you love it enough, you might come back. I'm hoping right. I don't have to stop. Maybe slow down, but I'm hoping I'm yeah. forced to stop, right? So that might be your escape period. Uh, dad needs an hour <laughs> for some time. <laughs> a couple other questions I was thinking of while we were talking. One is your, your mechs, are they, they're built only for yourself, correct? You're not, you don't build for others. Right now, I don't. I've had quite a few questions about that, people asking for instructions or doing commissions. Right now, I pretty much tell them if I do decide, I will let it be known publicly. Specifically, the the Mecha Dragons, the original scale, and then recently this larger one that I did, that seems to be the biggest question that I get. And right now, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm not really comfortable doing that, and I'm not in the mood to actually take the time and try and set out the instructions right now it's kind of it's kind of i have mixed feelings like i i i want to be able to share it but at the same time there's this uh, how do i say it um it's almost uh it's your baby it, it's your pride yeah, in your work probably the best way to put it, it i don't want to just hold on to it and know that this is this is my own thing and you know if people were to see something like this then hopefully they would think oh yeah that is something that you did right so and it, that's completely understandable i I've, if anyone wants to see, it's one of his first posts recently, at least of the Mecha Dragon. And you've also, you may not be selling them, but you put it on Lego Ideas. And I'm guessing if your idea was if there's enough people that enjoy it like this, that the idea set will speak for itself. Correct. Yeah. And I actually, I I still don't think it will actually make it to that 10,000 mark just because. I, I can honestly say that my style of building is a very small niche. I do appreciate any support I get or the comments that I, I get from people. The, oh, wow, uh, all in white. I, I've i never really seen that before. That sort of thing. I, I always get a kick out of those kind of comments. But I, I know, honestly, it's kind of like uh, not probably the biggest appeal within the Lego community. I'm more impressed that it's actually even gotten the amount of support it has up to this point. But I'd be very, very shocked if... It actually made it to 10,000. Like I said, I highly doubt it will. And yeah, it was more so, okay, if that many people like it, sure. Then let's let's see what could become of it, right? But when I first built it, I wasn't planning on actually putting it through the Lego ideas. That was, again, one of, one of those builds was just more for me. And, you know, you might be surprised. The, the great thing about Lego is there's so many different niches within Lego that people are interested in. I mean, you have almost... 5,000 people following you because they enjoy what you build. I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I know I started off by following you when you started the monochromatic white Star Wars models. But then like watching your other models, it's it's great progression because it just shows your dynamic building style. And that's the thing. People love the creativity behind it. So who knows? I mean, there are stranger things that have reached 10,000 votes on uh, Lego ideas for sure. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> just support in general is really cool. I, I think I understand your hindrance with instructions. One, because you don't want to just send it out being at your creation, but it, they're a pain in the butt to do. <laughs> uh, 
anytime I do instructions, it takes hours just to make sure it's built right. And then, cause I don't have all the physical pieces. So some of the time I'm sending out instructions and I've never even built it myself other than digitally. Um, you know, actually one thing that just kind of came to my head about sharing the instructions. So they're actually, I wouldn't call it an incident. I mean, it's, it's very small. And I, to be honest, I don't even know if the guy was even aware if it was intentional. To be honest, it kind of seemed intentional, but I actually had a builder from Italy make my Mecha Dragon in a totally different color and bring it to a show. And his name is actually Christian, but there was no reference to me whatsoever. And I, when I first saw that, I was kind of like, okay, that's, I, I'm flattered that you actually like my build enough that you would do that, but that's kind of not cool that you're, you're not even messaging I've actually had people say, oh, hey, do you mind if I, I build this? I, I figured out your design based on the pictures. And I even did kind of a summary video. In a sense, people kind of can understand my connections with that build in particular. So if people ask, I'm like, okay, if I'm not having to actually show you and you can figure it out on your own, okay, cool. I can send you more pictures and, oh, okay, you're going to reference me. That's, that's totally cool. I'm fine with that, right? So there are a number of people who have their own Mecha Dragon in their room whether it's digital or, or not. But yeah, I had this one guy who brought it to a show. I think he brought it to like two different shows. And then someone pointed it out online in one of the Lego Facebook groups that I'm in. It's like, hey, this guy's riding around your dragon design. And I was like, what? And so I checked it out. I'm like, yeah, sure enough. It was basically a, a color change. That was, that was really it. And so I'm like, okay, that's kind of not cool. And so now anytime when someone asks me for instructions, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, unless you actually say you're going to reference this, then sure. But kind of a, left yeah. a sound in my mouth when it came to sharing designs and builds. It happens to so many people because you'll see people post like, yeah, I designed this. And then you look up the name of something and it's it's the same as somebody else's and people steal instructions and say that they're there so then you go into copyrights and watercoloring and or watermarks and it's a whole it's a whole process that unfortunately everybody faces especially when it's popular like your your dragon is popular enough that you have a lot of support for it so then others are like oh i should i need success so i take somebody else's which is the hardest pill to swallow because the only thing you can do I mean, you could reach out and say, hey, stop, like you're or at least reference back that that isn't your design because I spent how many hours dedicated to building this. Give the credit where credit's due. Just a couple more questions here. Your mechs are what you're building now and the dragon was your most recent. Do you have any future plans uh, of major builds to that you're looking forward to doing? Oh, right now I actually I've actually posted it, but it the the version of it is not the final case, and even what I wanted to do with it is not even technically final in my head. But there's a mech that I have out that I'm working on right now, and I'm actually just waiting on a few pieces that are a little bit harder to get. And hopefully, when that comes in, then I can kind of finish that. That I wouldn't say it's a future project. I guess it's kind of just been on the back burner for a little bit. Um, that's one that I I, I want to finish here because I feel like it's been long overdue for completion. There's a couple that I have in my mind that I, I really want to tackle, but that's the best way to put it. It's expensive, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, in general is expensive, but yeah, this one in particular is really, really expensive in my mind, especially for what it is. And then, like I said, becoming a new dad, you kind of want to start thinking about, okay, I don't have the budget that I necessarily would have had before to probably 
tackle this. So there are a lot of projects that I have in mind, but now it's just deciding which ones do I actually want to try and focus on, right? Mm -hmm. It's a hard pill to swallow when you have certain ones that you're like, oh, this is epic. This is going to be epic. But then you realize price-wise, this is epic also to my wallet. I I can't take that hit. I think whatever it'll be, it'll be really cool. I I can't wait to see it. I think my only, my last question for you, as we talked about before in the history, you coming back into Lego, in through architecture, now in monochromatic and building through the mechs and just kind of branching out and loving the different styles and almost media-esque niche that you have. How has Lego affected you and changed your life? Oh, for me, probably the biggest takeaway with Lego is that it just allows me to be creative. I know that sounds very kind of generic, but for me, I guess my happiness, and not even specifically on Lego, but my happiness comes from just me being able to be creative, whatever the medium, right? So there are times in my life where it's like, okay, I'm into videography, I'm into photography, I'm into cooking, right? Or I'm into this or that. So there's a a lot of just, is this allowing me to be creative, allowing me to have an idea, try and tackle it? And if so, and it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I get a lot of kick out of that. I feel like it's a real push and a motivator for me. Big health boost, really, if you think about it, especially mentally for me. Lego is so massive in terms of ideas coming out of it, the pieces that they have, and just being able to work within the system they created. I know that everyone says, oh, you can build whatever you want. I, I think that's maybe like 95% true. There's still some sort of limitation within Lego that it forces you to think outside the box and, okay, this piece was made to do this, but what else can I do with it, right? This kind of um, build was normally done this way, but how else can I tackle it, right? So it it just really forces you to think differently. Yeah, for me, it's just, it's a big mental push. So anytime I get to be creative, it, it really just makes me happy, just makes me feel alive. And I guess that's really the the thing I enjoy about Lego. It is a really great health benefit, I think, because it is almost like, for me, like a stress relief. I mean, a little bit stressful here and there if I'm not, if I'm challenged in a build or something and I get frustrated, but then you realize that this is for fun. It's something to get your creativity out in a meaningful way, if not physically, but mentally creates that drive to do more because like as you you're in media consulting and things like that, it gives you another creativity. It gets the ideas out instead of just being ideas. Yeah, for sure. And and again, it's just it's kind of forcing you to be out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Especially if it's kind of like, you know, you go to work, you do your your daily routine and that's kind of it. When you add Lego into the mix, at least for me myself, now it's kind of like, okay, I had this idea. How can I tackle it? How can I achieve it? Oh, here's a setback. Okay, what can I do about it? Right. So even though we're kind of creating a challenge for ourselves, you know, that's the beauty. You're you're creating a challenge and then you're trying to accomplish it, right? So yeah, that that's kind of one of the things I love about Lego. I, I have to agree. I love Lego exactly for that reason. You know, Christian, I want to thank you again for coming onto the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you today and I hope our listeners really like the discussion. And I honestly hope you guys jump over to his Instagram, Christian's Creations, and take a look at some of his great builds. You can also check out his Mecha Dragon on ideas and go support it. Make it reach that 10,000. Surprise Christian and show him that, you know, that niche creation 
will get you places. So Christian, again, thank you for taking the time today to talk with us. And uh, again, great builds. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, that was a great interview. I really appreciated Christian coming on. It's really cool to see that the niche styles have some ground in Lego because everyone has their style. Some people love the cars. Some people love the monkey kid, as I talked about before. And some people just like the expert creator expert sets or the 18 plus sets. And this gives light to everybody has their own style. And, you know, you got to find your own style. Don't don't just seek attention from taking other styles and repurposing it to be your own. Do your own thing. I, I want to thank you again for listening to the podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and promote it to your friends. I'd love to get all those Lego fans out there listening and getting to know some of these designers. I think their stories and how they go about their process really need to be heard. So I will be posting uh, the Instagram accounts of mine as well as Christian's in the show notes. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Back to Brick 2 and the Back to Brick podcast on Instagram. And you can email me if you're interested in coming on the show. Send me an email or message on Instagram. And thanks again. I'll leave you with this as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. All the multiple... Uh, is it recording? Is it recording? Or the, the captain and her husband, he just looks like uh, a captain with his captain hat.